Hi there, are you a content creator? Quarter.tv sounds like the place for you. I can hear you thinking, well, what about YouTube? Let's face it. YouTube is all corporate these days. They don't care about the small creator. They don't care about how much work you pour into your content, how much time you spend making it better. All YouTube cares about are the big-time media stars and people with tons of subscribers. Never mind the fact that they artificially inflate those subscriber numbers by paying for them. Never mind the fact that they will shadow ban you for something while the big names get promoted. Never mind that they claim freedom of speech, but will ban you for having an idea that doesn't fall in with their opinions. Thank God for Quarter. Quarter allows you to keep your voice and will allow you to grow. There's no algorithm, so you don't have to worry about being banned or having your content removed for something silly. At Quarter, you own all rights to your content. YouTube can keep its wannabe television nonsense. The future for content creators is Quarter.tv. Remember, that's Quarter.tv, where your voice is respected.
Hello there, everyone. Welcome to God TV Radio. Hope you enjoyed that jamming intro. I, of course, am TTOR, and right here to my, wait, to my left is none other than Brett Keen. Say hello, Brett. Hey, you don't have to say left or right, just say to my omniscience. Ah, see what I mean? <laughs> to my omniscience. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I can't tell my directions anymore. Must be catching up with me in my tender old age of my early 30s. <laughs> oh, good. Well, it's late at night, man, at least for me. So it happens. Yeah. It happens. And I did have a long day of uh, working my normal job as a TV producer. Basically worked from 930 to 7. So, yay. It gave How's me an hour to get home you, again, by the way. How's that oh, been good. going for you? Good. I got into the rhythm of how they were doing things, and now I'm in the process of making their shows and stuff better, basically. New intros, new outro credits, new lower thirds. Uh, basically a way to make their program feel more like an epic drama rather than just uh, like a typical church you know, message or service you know, on a live stream. I was inspired in particular by the voiceovers from all the episodes of Young and the Restless that my mom's been watching my entire life and beyond, especially like the very beginning where they're like, coming up on the Young and the Restless. So I got an AI voice to say, coming up on Crossfire TV, and then it launches into a preview clip of the message that they're going to get into. I'll fun. tell you what, Young and the Restless had a pretty decent theme song too. Remember that soft piano? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I only know it because my mom watches it almost without fail on a five, six day a week basis. <laughs> That's still going? Oh, yeah. They're still putting out new episodes. Still. Goodness gracious. I'm a bold and beautiful type myself. I, I keep telling my mom that they should just call the show The Perpetually Young and The Perpetually Restless. <laughs> they, ne- they never stop being young and restless. Even when the characters from the old seasons get old, they got a whole new group to replace them who's apparently every bit as restless and young. So, yeah. Looks like our buddy Dark Moon's with us. Apparently, General Hospital is what his aunt watched. I never watched that at all. Yeah, that intro was pretty tight and everything. I do have to ask, though, what kind of fox was that? None of the foxes in my area, and we got a lot of them, have that big of boobs. (laughs) <laughs> he was using AI art. <laughs> yeah, he made that for quarter and I, he gave me permission to run that on the show. So that's why we saw that. That wasn't part of my normal intro. No, it was cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. Although he did inspire me to possibly do my own version of that. I just got to figure out the best way to do it. Oh, apparently she's not just an AI creation. She's a character from one of his novels. Well, that would explain it. Well, Darkman's going to have to come in sometime. Talk to us about that. Yeah, he said his recording set is set up for like being part of live streams is no go until April when he gets enough money to get a whole new setup that works. Can't even use just a mic. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's up to him. But anyway, before we get into the main subject of tonight's podcast, I would like to encourage all of you watching this right now, 
especially those of you watching the restream on Brett Keen's YouTube channel, I would highly encourage you, no, I would implore you to go subscribe to Brett's Rumble channel. I know Brett has his uh, Spotify radio station, and you should also do that there because he puts literally everything from the past and present onto that. But as far as a social media video sharing site, that's less censorious than YouTube and still has the potential to reach people in terms of numbers. Rumble is where you should be subscribing to Brett at, and you can see his channel right there on the screen. Brett Keen show, pretty straightforward. You go scrolling through his channel and you can see that, and as the videos get older, they start popping the view counts, especially this one here with over a thousand views and that one there with over 350 and, these all older videos have good view counts relative to his channel size of 19 subs. So help Brett grow on Rumble and subscribe to him there. Check out his videos there. Encourage him to put all his videos there as well as on his radio station. That's all I got to say. About well, that. there there's actually uh, four channels that I've made on Rumble, and one of them is called I Hate YouTube Officially, and uh, that actually is synced up with YouTube. It's got mm. almost all of them on there. Ah, oh, I see. Yeah, I, you might want to rename that channel so people can know it's you a little easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the links will be found in the description of the videos. It's all good. All right. So, now that we've gotten the essentials out of the way, you know, the quarter commercial, the banging intro, encouraging you to go sub to Brett on Rumble, now we get into the fun part, or at least what I consider the fun part of the, uh, ooh, hold on a minute. Uh, Dark Moon says Rumble looks like it's got that same annoyance of not matching likes and dislikes with views that YouTube has. Yeah, that happened a lot back in Rumble's younger years. And on my channel, I haven't really noticed that occurring at all, but I guess it still happens in some cases. Where you'd get like 10 views on a Rumble video, but your video would have like 27 likes and 5 dislikes. <laughs> I remember seeing that in the early days of my Rumble channel, and I'm like, okay, either they're deleting a lot of views or something's wrong. <laughs> Uh, thanks for bringing that up, Darkman. But today, we're going to be talking about atheist churches. And no, that's not a parody. That's not satire. That's not some kind of joke. I'm talking literal atheist churches. And if we get time later, Brett will talk about the connection between atheism and the satanic church. But I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about literal atheist churches churches. But before I show you all the articles I have lined up on my browser that we're going to go through documenting these atheist churches, I need to show you guys a little challenge that the atheist YouTuber Professor Stick laid out years ago. He laid out this challenge in a video that you're about to see on screen. This video is called Apparently Atheists Worship to Gods he put it out six years ago, allegedly. Looks like he was right. He put it out six and a half years ago. And is at the minute 47 second mark where we see Professor Stick lay out a challenge. 
For the atheist, the first thing that they worship is the god of self. Looks like I guessed one right. That's really stupid, you know. Nobody worships himself as god. What the fuck? What, you're claiming that there are people who are just like, Welp, look at that, I'm god, I can do whatever I want, and I have magical powers and shit. No, nobody does that. Well, I don't want to make an absolute claim here. I assume that what you're saying is since people don't believe in a deity that rules over them, they must think that they have no boundaries. And then from some magical religious logic, you somehow think that that's the same thing as worshipping themselves as God. Ah, that's ridiculous. If you honestly think atheists worship themselves as God, then you got another thing coming for you. See, religious people gather in churches and pray with candles and shit. Let me know when you see an atheist build a fucking church and light thousands of candles while kneeling before a picture of himself. Then we'll talk. So, get back to Professor Stick when you have atheists creating churches. Oh, that's a very interesting challenge, Brett. I don't know about you, but I think I'm inspired. Is this guy, uh, is he popular or something? Is he important? 200,000 subs, which is more than most of the atheist YouTubers that I've ever made videos And he on. doesn't realize that the first atheist church, actual atheist church, opened up in the 1800s. And there's literally dozens and dozens and dozens of churches that are open. I guess he's never heard of uh, Madeline O'Hare before. Apparently not. But because he told us to get back to him, I guess, I know it's six years later, but I guess we better get back to him. So first up on the docket, I got this BBC News article from February 2013 titled, What Happens at an Atheist Church? And we even got a nice little picture here of what it looks like. I mean, it looks like it's taking place in an actual church with religious symbols, and you got a projector screen set up with some kind of math equation on it, and I see some sound equipment, and I see a guy speaking, and oh my gosh, there's an audience. Oh, oh, and I see like a setup for music and stuff. It's almost like a Christian church. Huh. And according to the caption, he's giving a science lecture at the Sunday Assembly, which is the name of this particular one. But let's let's read, because reading is fun, and knowledge is power. An atheist church in North London is proving a big hit with non-believers. Does it feel a bit like a new religion? No, I will give you that idea. Not many sermons include the message that we are all going to die and there is no afterlife, but the Sunday Assembly is no ordinary church service. Launched last month as a gathering for non-believers, it is, in the words of the Master of Ceremonies, Sanderson Jones, part foot-stomping show, part atheist church, all celebration of life. A congregation of more than 300 crowd into the shell of a deconsecrated church to join the celebration on Sunday morning. Instead of hymns, the non-faithful get to their feet to sing along to Stevie Wonder and Queen songs. There is a reading from Alice in Wonderland and a PowerPoint presentation from a particle physicist, Dr. Harry Cliff, who explains the origins of antimatter theory. It feels like a stand-up comedy show. Jones and co-founder Pipa Evans trade banter and whip the crowd up like the veterans of the stand-up circuit that they are, but there are more serious moments. The theme of the morning is wonder. A reaction, explains Jones, to criticism that atheists lack a sense of it. So we bow our heads for two minutes of contemplation about the miracle <laughs> And in his closing sermon... Jones speaks about how the death of his mother influenced his own spiritual journey 
to get the most out of every second, aware that life is all too brief and nothing comes of it. So basically, you have an atheist church of 300 strong, at least back then, and they literally, they'd get together, they'd sing songs, they'd listen to a guy give a sermon slash presentation, they'd take a moment to contemplate, i.e. pray, <laughs> and then, you know, have the usual fellowship afterwards. I don't know about you, Brett, but that's like every Christian church I've ever been to, and I've been to a lot. The only difference is they don't pretend to worship God. Well, what's fascinating, too, it's not just a church junction. I mean, you've been in some of my live shows where we've actually had atheists who do have some kind of view of spirituality and actually believe in ghosts. Some of them actually believe in an afterlife, but who made it? Who generated it? They don't have an answer for it. Yeah, I mean, the Bible does teach that eternity is set in our hearts. And so I think that's why even you can find among atheists, those who have uh, like a spiritual journey or like they feel like a spiritual draw to pursue something that's greater than matter and energy and the five senses. You know what I mean? Would you like me to give you an example of a super popular atheist church that really got a lot of um, views in the news? Sure, go ahead. The People's Temple, Jimmy Jones. Yep, Reverend Jimmy Jones. Yeah, it's funny, too, because people who don't know any better, when they hear that, they think it was some kind of Christian cult spinoff, but they don't realize he was an atheist. <laughs> oh, there's video footage out there of him of slamming the Bible down and calling God a sky daddy and demanding that his congregation stomp on the Bible and all that. For those out there that don't know, he's the guy that killed over a thousand non-believers. You know how they always say, you drunk the Kool-Aid, Mr. Religious Person? But no, it was a thousand atheists that dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they'd like to think that they are beyond the control of superstition and religion, as they, you know, like to claim it does. But apparently, they're more susceptible to it than we are, <laughs> or or at least just as. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, Bubblegum said, atheists are intentionally to cover that up. That's why the informed ones never bring it up. I think he's saying that in relation to the whole Jim Jones thing. Yep. Well, how you doing there, Bubblegum? I hope you're having a nice night. All right. Let's queue up the next one, which is, I think it's this one. Yes, it is. So here we got an article from The Economist, which came out on May 16th, 2018, called The Elusive Phenomenon of Churches Without God. Say what? When a group sings, talks, and bonds like a religion, but may not be one? <laughs> I'm sorry, if you walk like a duck, quack like a duck, and behave exactly like a duck, you're a duck. So when you sing like a religion, you talk like a religion, and you bond like a religion, I think you're a religion. Mm -hmm. But, oh, you cheater. Oh! Well, I'm just going to skip this one because we're going to talk about that church later. So let's get into the next one, 
which I archived this one, so we are getting the full story on it. Uh, I think it's this one. Yes. This is a USA Today article from 2013, November, called Atheist Mega Churches Look for Non-Believers. <laughs> now that is something that <laughs> would make you spit out your coffee if you're drinking any. Atheist, not just atheist churches, atheist mega churches. Apparently there's like the atheist version of Rick Warren or Joel Olstein out there. Bubblegum says at least admit their ideology is a religion. Well, they actually atheists did fight for it to be a religion, and the courts uh, verified it. So it is officially a religion. Not only that, they're tax exempt. If you're a part of that nonsense, then you get tax exemption. It's a religion. Yep, I agree. And I did a video about that too after you pointed that out in a video of your own a few months back. Dark Moon says, I would say what they're craving is that relationship with God without actually including him. It's just a gathering of people. Like, yeah, we got to have that religious relationship with God, but, but I don't like that God guy. So let's just, just kick him out and so let's make ourselves the focal point of this religious relationship. But anyway, back to this. It looked like a typical Sunday morning at any megachurch. Hundreds packed in for more than an hour of rousing music, an inspirational sermon, a reading, and some quiet reflection. The only thing missing was God. Dozens of gatherings dubbed atheist megachurches by supporters and detractors are springing up around the U.S. after finding success in Great Britain earlier this year. The movement fueled by social media and spearheaded by two prominent British comedians is no joke. On Sunday, the inaugural Sunday Assembly in Los Angeles attracted more than 400 attendees, all bound by their belief and non-belief. Oh, God, that is so stupid to say that out loud. Similar gatherings in San Diego, Nashville, New York, and other U.S. cities have drawn hundreds of atheists seeking the camaraderie of a congregation without religion or ritual well i'm sorry folks but you you have a religion don't try and mess that one up you do the founders british duo sanderson jones and pipa evans are currently on a tongue-in-cheek 40 dates 40 nights tour around the u.s and australia to drum up donations and help launch dozens of sunday assemblies they hope to raise more than eight hundred thousand dollars that will help atheists launch their pop-up congregations around the world they don't bash believers but want to find a new way to meet like-minded people engage in the community and make their presence more visible in a landscape dominated by faith and what better way to do that than by becoming it yeah and then let's see i got a couple links for you as well if you'd be interested in putting them up if you uh, wouldn't mind, we talked for a moment about this, but this even tells you that atheism is a religion. And when one of the first in America was actually founded, there it is right there. A lot of people, I, I don't know why they don't see the distinction. Maybe it's because it hasn't gotten enough press, but there you go. Just read the very top paragraph. You'll see it. Um. Oh, I've got to get past the Wikimedia money grubbing. <laughs> oh, boy. Damn, <laughs> Grifters. 
We don't want to go public. They're losing money, in other words. Hmm. Yeah, the very first ah! pair of questions you open. So Brett sent me the uh, you know what? Let me uh let me just leave this screen for a second and let's switch to the one Brett just sent me because I don't see a harm in quoting Wikipedia. After all, anytime YouTube wants to claim that someone is putting out disinformation, they always put out a Wikipedia article on top of the video. So obviously Wikipedia is authoritative. Oh, I just love that damn Wikipedia. <laughs> First paragraph. Satan. Yep. Satanism is a group of ideological and philosophical beliefs based on Satan. Although several historical precedents exist, the contemporary religious practice of Satanism began with the founding of the Atheistic Church of Satan by Anton LaVey in the United States in 1966. <laughs> the Atheistic Church of Satan. Gee, I wonder what that was. Yeah, if you go to if you go to the Satanic Network or the Satanic Temple or the Satanic Church site, they all admit to being atheist and doing their thing. So when atheists claim they're not associated with Satan on YouTube, well, they are part of Satanism, so don't expect the truth. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think we even need to finish reading the uh, rest of that paragraph because I think the point was just made. <laughs> Wikipedia says that Satanism was literally founded by atheists. Well, LeVan, he's got videos out, even though it was back in 19, what was it, 66, 1969. LeVan himself said he was an atheist, and all of his members said that. So there ain't no way for atheists to get around that. Nope, no way around it at all. Ah, here we go. Uh, Sunday Assembly, whose motto is live better, help often, wonder more. Why would you do any of those things if there is no God? Oh, whatever. Taps into that universe of people who left their faith but now miss the community that church provided, said Phil Zuckerman, a professor of secular studies at Pitzer College in Claremont. It also plays into a feeling among some atheists that they should make themselves more visible. For example, last December, an atheist in Santa Monica created an uproar and triggered a lawsuit when he set up a godless display amid Christian nativity scenes that were part of a beloved decades-old tradition. In the U.S., there's a little bit of a feeling that if you're not religious, you're not patriotic. I think a lot of secular people say, hey, wait a minute, we are charitable, we are good people, we're good parents, we're just as good citizens as you, and we're going to start a church to prove it, said Zuckerman. It's still a minority, but there's enough of them now. So let me get this straight. You believe that you're good, as as good as we are, even though you believe in a worldview where good doesn't exist in an objective sense, and it's just subjective. And to prove that you're as good as you know we are, you're going to start a church to prove it, and you're going to model this church exactly after Christian church services, minus the whole God part. Yeah, that's really going to show those Christians... <laughs> And for those out there, because eventually and inevitably, we're going to get some atheists who say, well, we don't believe in the supernatural and all that. Well, there actually is some atheists out there, and I just provided you the second link right there. It's Wikipedia again, the atheist gospel, so we can go with that, right? 
Yes, we will. But uh, what you just said actually goes right into what I was about to read as far as this whole atheist church thing back then went. That impulse, however, has raised the ire of those who have spent years pushing back against the idea that atheism itself is a religion. And I don't blame you guys, because if you spend your whole time on the internet trying to convince me and Brett Keen that atheism is not a religion, and then hundreds upon hundreds of your own brethren turn right around and start their own church and model it after Christian church services... Yeah, I think you'd be uh, filled with ire as well. (laughs) The idea that you're building an entire organization based on what you don't believe, to me, sounds like an offense against sensibility, said Michael Lucanio, a self-described atheist who was raised Roman Catholic but left when he became disillusioned. There's something not okay with appropriating all of this religious language, imagery, and ritual for atheists. (laughs) (laughs) oh wow you mean when atheism shows its true colors as the religion that it actually is you don't like it huh apparently christians are so evil that we're responsible for all the problems in the world but we're so good that they steal our rituals and our church services and sometimes buildings and basically copycat our church services it is odd, isn't it? They claim religion is evil. Religion is uh, the reason why there's so many problems in the world, is their claim. So what is the solution? Make another religion. Yay! And copy it exactly like Christian church services, minus the God part. Yeah, I'll show them. So anyway... <laughs> uh... That sentiment didn't seem to detract from the excitement Sunday at the inaugural meeting in Los Angeles. Hundreds of atheists and atheist curious packed into a Hollywood auditorium for a boisterous service filled with live music, moments of reflection, and an inspirational talk and some stand-up comedy by Jones, the movement's co-founder. During the service, attendees stomped their feet, clapped their hands, and cheered as Jones and Evans led the group through rousing renditions of Lean On Me, Here Comes the Sun, and other hits that took the place of gospel songs. Huh. Congregants dissolved into laughter at a get-to-know-you game that involved clapping and slapping the hands of the person next to them and applauded as members of the audience spoke about community service projects they had started in L.A. Once again, Brett, this sounds exactly like a Christian church service down to a T. The only part missing, once again, is the God part. Other than that, it's a carbon copy of Christian church services. Oh, they got their own daycare as well, where the children learn about their origin. They watch movies such as Planet of the Apes, you know, (laughs) the dancing rocks. (laughs) At the end, volunteers passed cardboard boxes for donations. As attendees mingled over coffee and pastries and children played on the floor. And what copycatting of a Christian church service would be complete without passing around the money box for the donations? (laughs) We see a lot of atheists doing that on the internet, don't we? Yeah, you got their own live stream sermon. It's all good. But you know, there's so many atheists out there that will claim that Christians are greedy and they're all about the money, especially those televangelists. And what do they do? They not only copy our church services, but they even copied the practice of passing around the offering plate. <laughs> yep. There you go. I mean, 
down to a T. I mean, just the USA Today article in particular is especially hilarious because you read about everything they do in this atheist church, and there's no difference between that and a Christian church service other than the God part. It's just mind-blowing to me, even after all these years, that atheists would behave in this way and then turn around and claim, we're not a religion. No, nothing to see here. We just lack a belief in God. We're not religious at all. Get back to us when you see an atheist make a church. You know, that does inspire me, though, for a nice uh, skit. Have, like, Professor Stick in that clip of him speaking where he's like, get back to me when you see atheists starting a church. And then you cut to him with all these atheist churches and services going on around him. TTR, you know that Atheist Church has been around for a long time. We discussed that. But do you know what made it officially a religion? Do you remember? Was it that lawsuit that uh, you made a video about and that I made a video about, the one involving prison groups? Yeah, yeah. That's something you should probably tell folks because it may have been a while since people seen that. Educate them on it. Yeah. Well, I just may have to find that after we go through this Time Magazine article. Just got to... uh, Remember, I got the uh, atheists who like the ghosties in private chat for you. All right, hold on, let me get this on screen. I do see 16 comments, so I better uh, I better actually go through them like a good host, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, Dark Moon, that's probably a required to be a member of their clergy bubble gun. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, and then he said in response to our reading about what their services are like, the grifting <laughs> carbon copy of a real church service, even if it's missing its most important centerpiece. Uh, <laughs> well, Bubblegum makes a good point. If it's a religion, then it shouldn't be taught the fairy tales that atheists believe in in schools, such as evolution. Exactly. We're not a religion until it's tax time. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. And you were right, what Bubblegum was saying. If atheism is actually a religion, then when they teach evolution in billions of years in school, they're literally pushing the origin story of a religion down our throats, which apparently Christians are not allowed to do because it's the origin story of a religion when we do it. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh... Not to get off topic or anything, but they have been allowing atheists to go in and talk about their views in schools, as well as Muslims as of late, so it's getting pretty rough. Yeah, especially when the Muslims start uh, hearing the atheists say things that contradict their religion and then fight back, and then the atheists are like, wait, I thought we were allies because we were united against the Christians. What do you mean you're not for all the LGBTQ, WTF, rainbow stuff? (laughs) Yeah. Ah, but this, mm, this picture is really nice, first of all. I mean, oh, it's the camaraderie, the fellowship of non-believers. On a clear, sunny July morning, as churchgoers all around Houston take to their pews, dozens of non-believers are finding seats inside a meeting room in a corporate conference center on the city's west side to listen to a sermon about losing faith. But first, there's the weekly community moment 
remarks on a chosen topic delivered by the group's executive director, this time focused on how we're hardwired to read sensationalized news, as well as announcements about an upcoming secular summer camp. Wait, wait, atheists are doing summer camps now? Really? What what part of Christianity won't you guys copy? <laughs> atheists have never come up with an original idea. And this whole, you know, announcements, oh, that's also from Christian church services because as part of my job, I put together a video where we take all of our announcement flyers of all the events that our church is doing and we make it into a slideshow in the beginning of the announcement video. And then we have like a a live intro video in the middle and then it ends with an announcements video where we have people up on stage in a recorded video going over specific events that are mentioned on the slideshow earlier in the video, showing the flyers on screen and all that, including, you know, camps and events. I can't, I can't, I don't know. It's Time Magazine. It's BBC News, USA Today. No matter which legacy media source I go to, it's all saying the same thing. Atheist churches, not only are real, they're modeled exactly after Christian church services in virtually every detail. I mean, mind blown, guys. Give me a moment to catch my breath. Well, Bubblegum uh, has corrected me. He said they did come up with one idea that is uh, unique of Christianity. So right there, he didn't spell it properly, but you get the point. There it is. <laughs> Yay. Goodness gracious. I wonder how that started, too, with the first two guys or two ladies. He just looked at each other and said, yep. Let's do it. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> and then Darkman says their version of the Ten Commandments are probably written on scraps of bark with monkey scat. <laughs> and genital mutilation. Woo! <laughs> hey, I mean, if they're going to copy everything else Christian church does, well, let's go straight to the circumcision. But then again, circumcision has medical benefits, so really, I don't care if they do it. <laughs> Oh, they, they do have the, it's called transitioning. Oh, yeah. My mistake. I forgot. It's totally kosher now in atheism. Oh, I can say that word, right? <laughs> kosher and atheism in the same sentence. Oh, I'm offending somebody somewhere. Do you somewhere remember that? You remember for years they used to go off about, you know, babies getting circumcised and all that. And now they're all excited about people getting the whole damn thing chopped off. I, I know. It's like that used like 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, the stuff that's being paraded and celebrated now would not have been well received, to put it lightly. They would have been viewed as bizarre, I would like to think, especially back in my high school days in the late 2000s and like the early 2010s, which were my college years. But yeah, it's just, yeah, you're right. I remember a day when this stuff would have been shunned and now it's celebrated. It's like, my God, people have gotten so depraved. So depraved. Exactly. Exactly. Now, where were we? Oh, yes. Uh, in between, a musician sings softly of Albert Einstein. <laughs> Weird that you're singing about Albert Einstein in the atheist church when Albert Einstein wasn't even an atheist. Yeah, that's one thing that they they obviously haven't read up or educated. You know, one of my favorite quotes, the more I study science, the more I believe in God. Albert Einstein said that. Yep. Ah, 
The men speaking before the assembled gathering, Executive Director Mike Ayes, who regularly leads the group, and Jerry DeWitt, a visitor who heads a similar gathering in Louisiana, are both deeply familiar with the idea of Sunday ritual. Just a few years ago, they were Christian ministers active in the pulpit. Today, they're both non-believers leading secular Sunday services. So, okay, okay, okay. So you didn't want to believe in God, but you totally liked being a pastor leading a church service. So you decide to do the atheist version of it, which is no different than the Christian version minus the believe in God. Actually, you know, that's a pretty seamless transition, Brad. That might be a good career move on their part. Well, it kind of answers the age-old question that atheists used to ask all the time, right? Why is there so many different religions? Why is there so many different denominations? Because people like you didn't like what was being talked about and decided to make up your own deal. Exactly. Uh, this is Houston Oasis, a church that's not a church. Dude, if it's a church, it's a church. You can't have a church that's not a church, bro. It, especially when your services are literally carbon copies of Christian services. It's a church. It was started in September 2012 to foster community within Houston Atheists, a group formed through the online social networking portal Meetup that claims to be the site's largest association of atheists. Each Sunday, A.S. welcomes his congregants at the door before leading them through many of the motions of a religious service. Well, at least you're acknowledging that they're literally copying Christian church services. There's music, meet and greet time, guest speakers, and A.S.'s message, which is part of a which is part TED Talk, part uplifting reflection on the wonders of the world, this world around us. But Oasis is careful not to get too churchy. Well, I don't know. I mean, you've gotten so churchy that I don't, I can't see a difference. So <laughs> there's music, but no congregational singing. Well, that's different than the other ones we read about. There's time to shake hands with your neighbor, but no moment of silence. That's also apparently different than the other ones we read about. Because while it has all the markings of a church service, Oasis is designed to appeal to those who long for the rituals of old-time religion, but have lost faith in its doctrines. So it's not that you don't like religion, you just don't like that whole believing in a God who holds you accountable for the way that you live your life part. I guess that's the part you guys don't like when you're talking about not liking its doctrines. <laughs> weird things. I know, just weird things. Totally coincidental. Uh, let's see. Oasis is one of a growing number of so-called atheist churches in the U.S. Most are connected to Sunday Assembly, a London-based organization on a globetrotting mission to launch 100 assemblies in 15 countries by the end of the year. About a dozen are already operating in the U.S. Almost twice as many are planning to open. And then it shows you all the different cities where they sprang up, and and oh, here we go. The rise of atheist churches is part of a growing willingness by many atheists to adopt secular versions of religious practices. Well, I think there's still religious practices when you do them. <laughs> it's also the result of more everyday non-believers and even clergy coming out as atheists and reflects a modest mainstreaming of atheism across the U.S., as one example, since a Supreme Court decision in May that upheld prayer before town board meetings, non-believers in several communities have delivered the public invocations after the court acknowledged atheists' right to do so. Oh, so you're not a religion, but then you take advantage of all the rights that religions have. Weird. Hmm. 
Interesting. Have you heard the argument of atheists, including Aaron Rawl? This is interesting. They basically state that if uh, Christian kids are allowed to pray in school, then atheists should be able to pray to Satan, aren't it? But of course, they'll turn around in the same setting and say, oh, but we don't believe in Satan. Then why are you saying you're going to pray to Satan for in front of other children? Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? No, it is not at all. Let's see. <laughs> Don't get too churchy. God is catching. Oh, I like what Bubblegun pointed out. Clergy coming out as atheist, so they are admitting they infiltrated churches. Well, I mean, that's, that's one way of looking at it, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, the whole thing that you've been reading. It shows that they are. Some of them are even admitting, or at least the journalist or writer of Time magazine is saying, "Yeah, they adopted a lot of Christian uh, rituals and and views." And then this paragraph says, "But the very concept of an atheist church, and even the term itself, is an anathema to many in the movement." Some believe it's too much like the very thing they disavowed in the first place. Exactly. But see, that's the great irony, ladies and gentlemen. Atheists swear on a... Well, I guess they can't swear on a stack of Bibles. They'll swear that, oh no, we're not a religion. We're not religious at all. We reject religion and the entire concept of it. And yet, they're so religious that they literally start church services that are... Well, they start atheist churches with services that are literally carbon copies of Christian church services, minus the whole God part, including, you know, singing and a sermon slash presentation, fellowship time, passing around the offering plate, social programs that allow people to get out and have fellowship together and provide social services like churches do. I mean, oh yeah, you've disavowed religion while practicing all the things you disavowed. That's that's great. That's right. That's really great. Well, don't forget the link I put in the private chat. This one will just cause you to get up and do a dance. It's so silly. Oh, don't worry. Uh, we're only fifty-one minutes in, so we're definitely going to get to that second link he sent me. But before we do, this is the part where you may be watching your our stream at this point, thinking to yourself, "Okay, so you're reading all these articles from." 2013, 2014, 2018, talking about all these atheist churches that exist. But but that was back then. I mean, surely they realized how counterproductive it is to have an atheist church because atheism is not a religion, and they folded up shop, right? Right? Right, guys? Mm. They, they totally folded up shop, right? Wrong. This here is the Seattle Atheist Church website. It literally says, welcome, atheists, agnostics, skeptics. You are all welcome here. At Seattle Atheist Church, we call ourselves an atheist church because you will never hear anything supernatural promoted from the podium. Well, other than evolution and billions of years and Big Bang cosmology and how there's allegedly no creator God behind the whole thing. I mean, that'll get preached from the podium, but, but yeah, that, that creationism stuff, nah. That Bible stuff, nah. Let's see, what else do we got here? I've actually never been to an atheist church website, so this is all new to me, Brett. This is like my first time looking at it. How about we go to FAQ? No, the mission. 
Oh, they even have a creed. Oh, we're not religious at all, but we have a mission statement and we even have a creed, just like Christian churches do. <laughs> Seattle Atheist Church is a place where atheists come together to do church. <laughs> to address the big questions and celebrate meaningful life events with atheist ritual. I thought you guys weren't religious at all and that atheism wasn't a religion. What do you mean there's atheist rituals? And what was that about meaning and all that? I thought they didn't believe in objective meaning and purpose. I know, right? It's like, what the heck? This is like the Twilight Zone, right? We celebrate the values of atheism. <laughs> Critical thinking, scientific naturalism, and secular ethics by teaching, learning, and thoughtful discussion. Critical thinking, really? That's a value of atheism? Is that why every time I go on YouTube to the atheist community, they're all parroting each other's words, and they're all affirming each other's words in the comments section? They're literally talking like the Borg hive mind, but yet they're somehow the critical thinkers. Resistance is futile. Scientific naturalism apparently is a value, not a worldview. And so this is odd, though, what you just read, though. Atheism, by definition, and the atheist would be the first to tell us on the internet, it just means a lack of belief in deities. Well, if that's so, then what's the value of it? Yeah, those atheists need to contact the Seattle Atheist Church and really get to the bottom of this whole thing. You need to call them up right away and say, what do you mean atheists have values? Get the hell out of here. Mm. But let's get to the creed, because this kind of goes more into that. Seattle Atheist Church was founded on the principles of scientific naturalism and secular ethics. Truth claims are attempted here, and we stand ready to revise our thinking in light of new information. Now, this is where they should put an asterisk and say, unless the claims contradict evolution billions of years and Big Bang cosmology, then we'll reject that and we won't revise our thinking. They should add that asterisk there. We attempt to be excellent to other conscious beings. We believe in good because good works in non-mysterious ways. <laughs> It kind of reminds me when Richard Dawkins started debating for the first time. He said, atheists are gentle people. <laughs> we believe in good because good works in non-mystic. What kind of tripe is this? We believe in good. Good doesn't exist, bro. It's subjective at best. What you consider good, others consider evil. You know, kind of like how what the Bible says is good, you consider evil. Goes the other way. That's right, atheist Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> that's right, atheist Jeffrey Dahmer thought cannibalizing human beings was a good idea. Ah, here we go. In order to be an atheist, all that is required is to not believe in gods. But, 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 but didn't you just say that scientific naturalism was one of the values of atheism? Don't you have to, like, believe in that to be an atheist? <laughs> Am I missing something here, Brett? Is there like sounds a like a worldview to me, there, friend? And it sounds like you actually have to believe in something other than not believing in gods in order to be an atheist. Because if you're telling me that scientific naturalism is a value of atheism, 
that I, I don't think mere lack of belief in gods is enough to be an atheist. Well, that's what we've talked about, haven't we, TTOR? That's their positive assertion. That is their positive claim. Therefore, putting themselves in a position of burden of proof. Uh, let's see. At Seattle Atheist Church, there is no requirement to be a proclaimed atheist to join the church. In addition to atheist, many church members self-identify as agnostic, skeptic, free thinker, <laughs> yeah, right, formerly religious, secular humanist, or some other thing. Whatever you like to call yourself, you are welcome here. Hmm. And that's so loving and tolerant. Once again, copying what a lot of Christian church services are like, especially my church that I go to now, because my pastor and the church staff there are always encouraging people to come to services and to get involved in our events that we do and our community outreaches. And we always talk about how we have love for the people in our community, which is why we do all these things. So how are you guys at the Seattle Atheist Church any different than the Christians you supposedly rejected and are nothing like? I mean, how are you any different? I mean, what's the point of going to an atheist church if it's just a carbon copy of a Christian church down to every dot and tittle? I mean, at that point, you're better off just going to Christian churches because they're the original. Just saying. That's the way I like it. I always like the original of everything. Yep. Uh, ooh, FAQ. Hmm, this is interesting. I'm a plain and simple man. I don't like flavors in my tea. Oh, God, they're quoting Albert Einstein, but we'll get to that in a minute. FAQ, who is welcome? You are. No matter what you believe or don't believe, you are welcome to attend our church. Many of us were raised in households where we were taught to believe in God, and we wish we'd found our way to a community based on reason much sooner than we did. So please come and join our community, whoever you are and whatever you believe. Uh, I know a lot of really smart people, Brett, including yourself, who believe in God. So I don't think a lack of reason is a prerequisite to belief in God. Well, the irony is, TTOR, just uh, earlier, was it earlier today or, or yesterday, I actually provided you a page of uh, scientists, thousands of them that are quoting that they believe in God, and it actually gives you the resources. Any asshat can go on the internet and use a meme generator, put Albert Einstein's face next to it, and have him say he's handsome with a big long tongue. But if you want something with actual sources and facts to back it up, I gave you the page. Thousands of scientists throughout time all believed in God. <laughs> Sorry. I I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at old bubble gun here in the comments section. First, he says, are they admitting they can't defend their worldview? Yeah, probably. So he, in response to the FAQ where it says, all are welcome, no matter what you believe. So bubble gun says, no matter, shows up in KKK outfit. <laughs> I wonder how welcoming they'd be in that scenario, Brett. Sounds like a good social experiment. That's rough. Yeah. I should drive up to the Seattle Atheist Church like next weekend. Or, oh, wait, I can't do that. I should drive up to their church after I take a week off from my church and go dress up in a KK outfit and just sit there and see what happens. <laughs> Dark Moon says, what's reasonable about living in existence with no hope and the ultimate end is worm food? How is that reasonable? 
Well, that's called nihilistic atheism right there that you're talking about, which is actually the most honest version of atheism. If you truly are an atheist, that's exactly how you'd have to think. Yep, and I would agree completely with that, because if there is no God, then that means there's no objective moral standard that exists outside the human mind, which also means that there's no such thing as objective good or objective evil. Nothing is good, nothing is evil, everything just is. And there's no objective meaning or purpose to your life or anybody else. We're nothing but chemistry waiting for us to fade out that's it it's just, a, just a big old chemical accident so i mean sure you can live a long life if you want but if you want to end it all now go ahead there's nothing to stop you bro boy and that just make you want to go out and join an atheist church yay, yay. <laughs> we are leaving behind alleged delusions for all new ones yeah <laughs> sweet all right, so let's get back to this FAQ because I've never read this before, and this is fascinating. Who gives the sermons? You do. Brett, I could be a preacher for a Sunday. I could go up there right now and speak there. They said I could. They say I could give a sermon. There <laughs> and you, you go. Should go give us, you should go get, well, that'd be a long uh, travel for you, but you should go give a sermon there. <laughs> There's a, there's actually, I haven't really talked about this much in video, but there is a church in the area that is actually asking me if I'd come in and talk. And I said, I'm probably going to get into a lot of stuff about the Big Bang and cosmology and all that. I'd put people to sleep. I don't know. I, I have fun listening to you talk about stuff, so I think they would too until they realize that you're not an atheist. <laughs> Especially if you really set them up for it. You talk like them and give them the impression that you're one of them, and then you just slowly let it out. Yeah, you know, I, I, this stuff's all fascinating if it was true, but I don't really believe it because I'm, I'm not an atheist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Our weekly sermons are given by members of the congregation, and the diversity of our speakers testifies to that. If you want to speak, we encourage you to speak. After the sermon... We sit in a circle and discuss. We pass a talking unicorn, and whoever raises their hand and holds the unicorn is able to say anything they think or feel. <laughs> is this like an SJW safe space or something? <laughs> I need to get my talking unicorn so I can signify it's my turn on this podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. We need to get one of those. If only we had Godless Girl in here. She carries around a little purple uh, unicorn. That's right. I could just grab her avatar and then it would be my turn to talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, goodness. Uh... I actually got into an argument a while back while you're looking for new information to put up there. I was talking to this atheist and he goes, so do you believe in unicorns and all that? And I said, now, wait a minute, you believe in evolution. So how hard would it be for an animal to evolve a horn? It seems like there's a lot of animals like that. Why not? And, uh, and he's... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say derpy derp, but go ahead. Oh, okay. And apparently some atheists believe in holding a talking unicorn to be able to have permission to speak. 
Pass the unicorn. My turn. <laughs> puff, puff, pass. Oh, wait, that's not a unicorn. It's just a bong that's shaped like one. <laughs> Oof, that's rough. You know, that would be the next logical step in this situation. I think you're passing around a talking unicorn. Why not just pass around a bong that's shaped like one? <laughs> I would have thought if it's an atheist church, it'd be handing out a Chucky doll, but okay, unicorns work. Oh, that would be perfect, too. Yeah, hold up your Chucky doll, or whatever his doll's called, because Chucky's the name of the villain, but... Well, it even has atheist quotes, doesn't it? I'll be your friend to the end. (laughs) (laughs) Stab, 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 stab. No, that's a built-in feature. He stabs you to death as he stalks. <laughs> yeah, while well, stabbing you, says, "Don't worry, there's no objective morality. It's all good." <laughs> so, Darkman seventy-five points out reason, folks. Talking unicorn equals reason, <laughs> and they chastise us for believing in unicorns. Of course, right. if you actually study the issue. Uh, the unicorns that the Bible talks about in certain translations is actually a reference to the one-horned rhinoceros. Because if you look at the Latin term that's used in the Latin version of the Bible, it's actually the exact term for a one-horned rhinoceros. Well, they so, used to they used to get on to people for giants and all that, and we found skeletal structures, all that stuff. Dragons, they claim that birds came from dinosaurs. Why not? You know what I mean? Exactly. Or when they claimed that uh, the Bible was wrong about the Canaanites being wiped out in the Old Testament because they found uh, archaeological evidence supporting the existence of Tyre and Sidon, completely passing over the fact that the New Testament says that Tyre and Sidon existed at the time of Jesus and that Canaanites were alive. (laughs) Bring in the heat, bring in the heat. Yeah, proving the Bible is true while trying to disprove the Bible. <laughs> uh, that was one of my favorite things I ever read in my entire life when it comes to, like, things that support the truthfulness of the Bible. That was one of the all-time greats. Uh... We need to get an emoji with the unicorn. That way we can, you know, pick different commenters out there. Give them a unicorn. In response to the talking unicorn thing, Dark Moon says, way to make me think you got your mental S together. <laughs> well, I mean, can you visualize it? A bunch of people sitting there going, I don't believe in magic or supernatural, yet they're passing around a unicorn. And not, just, and not just any unicorn, a talking unicorn. Ooh, that's a special they're special. They're special. Yeah, those Christians are so stupid for believing in a sky daddy. They probably believe in unicorns. All right, here's the here's the talking unicorn. Your turn to talk. That's rough. <laughs> just the optics of that. It's just like, what? <laughs> well, let's continue though. Uh, we try to listen to understand each other and to respectfully explore rational thinking together. There is no dogma other than an agreement that while being aware of our feelings is important, the best way to personally grow and improve the world is through applying reason to solve life's problems. But I thought your website said on the mission page that you had to believe in scientific naturalism, which is dogma all to itself. <laughs> Uh, I'm getting off track here, though. Why do you call yourself a church? 
And then this is where they quote Albert Einstein. If at first an idea is not absurd, then there is no hope for it. You realize you're quoting the guy who says that the more he studied science, the more he believes in God, right? <laughs> well, there's quite a few more quotes, but that's one of my favorites. I like to lay on him because it gets right to it. He's got long, long paragraphs in some of the books he's put out there. Just check out that side I gave you when you get a chance, and you see I'm talking about. I do have it. I do have it bookmarked somewhere. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Yeah. So whenever you're debating atheists in the future, which is inevitable, you'll have that. It's an incredible tool. Heck, I might even just make a video reading all the quotes and make it look good. <laughs> There's uh, almost see, a thousand of them. That's gonna be a long video. I'll just pick like the best ones, I guess. You know, you're right because a thousand would be just way too many. Uh, so, so he says, a church is a community intentionally built around a set of shared values. Uh, that's one way to redefine a word. Seattle Atheist Church is devoted to the values of secular humanism. I, I, I thought you didn't have dogma. What's the difference between values and dogma? We do church without the cognitive dissonance. Oh, that's a straight up lie right there. They're so cognitively dissonant that they don't even see it. <laughs> that's rough God. lacking self-awareness yeah. we believe that the time has come for churches to celebrate rational approaches wait are we talking about Christian or atheist churches because that would sound great in a Christian church if you stood up and said that uh, the time has come for churches to celebrate rational approaches to increasing well-being for all conscious creatures in the Seattle area there are over 800 churches Shouldn't there be at least one church to go on a Sunday where you can hear a message of hope based on the power of reason? What about 80 atheist churches? The time has come! Well, you know, there's a lot of Christian churches that are quite liberal in nature and say all the things that you atheists love to hear. So why would you even go to an atheist church when you could just go to one of those liberal Christian churches? Why, why would you even go to an atheist church at that point? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, I guess better, though. Uh, why do you use the word atheist? Atheists, agnostics, skeptics, free thinkers, and everyone else are welcome at the church. That's a lie, because I'm a free thinker. And if I showed up and talked at your church, I don't think I'd be very welcome. Just saying. You know why they're called free thinkers, right? Is like an inside joke referring to the hive mind? <laughs> Well, I uh, I made up kind of a joke, and I think it's pretty funny. This just comes right off the top of the head because nobody would pay a dime to hear what they have to say, so it's got to be free. Ah! <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Hopefully these guys don't pass around offering plates. We use the word atheist because you will never hear anything supernatural promoted in a sermon. But you said anyone could come and speak, so if I come and speak, you'll hear something supernatural. Promote it. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are atheists but afraid to use the word. We want to normalize the word atheist. In a culture that celebrates superstition, it is meaningful to identify someone who does not. Uh, you guys control the academic culture and have for the last 110 plus years. You've controlled the media. You've controlled a lot of entertainment industry. Uh, atheists have been pretty well normalized. For quite a long time, even before this church even started. So this mission of theirs, 
hilarious. Yeah, Mr. Dark Moon out here says message of hope based upon the power oh, oh. of reason. Oh god. You see that? Oh, hold on, I got to uh Well, he says that uh, he says the power of reason. What message is this cuz my mind keeps going back to exactly like what you were saying earlier, Brett. Well, I mean, if you if you've got a bucket of slime there with a bunch of chemicals in it, how do you put some kind of moral value on that? Think about that, because that's exactly how atheists actually see each other as nothing more than complex chemicals. You're nothing more than a damn bottle of Windex at the most. So why does it matter if one of you gets spilled or a few of you? Exactly. Why does it matter at all? But now I was starting to laugh because of the next thing on this website. <clears throat> we may not be able to prove that gods don't exist. Well, then why are you even here? But we believe they do not in the same way we believe unicorns don't exist. Well, except for the talking one that you pass around whenever you have discussions after a sermon, right? <laughs> if 92% of people believed in unicorns, we'd come out as a-unicornists. You do not have to be a professed atheist or a unicornist to be a member of the church. So you guys uh, don't believe. Oh, I just can't believe they it. claim they don't believe in unicorns and then make the statement that uh, we would be a unicornist or whatever like that. Well, then why don't they? Why don't they spend all day making videos about unicorns that don't exist for themselves as opposed to God? Why is God the priority for that's the question we should ask. I think in the case of this particular church, it's because after all their uh, sermons, they sit in a circle and pass around a talking unicorn so people can talk. So I think they feel that they got this whole unicorn angle covered and they don't need to go further like that. See, I myself, I don't believe that golf is an actual sport. I think it's just a distraction for senior citizens with a crooked cane. That doesn't mean I'm going to make a hundred videos talking about how much I hate it, though. What the hell? <laughs> you know what right. mean? Ah, here we go. What is a service like? We have a 20-minute sermon followed by everyone sitting around and talking while enjoying punch and cookies. Now, see, wow. that is where my pastor could not uh, could not fit in there. He's a guy that likes to preach long. Like 45 minutes is his minimum, but he can preach for like easily an hour, hour and a half if he doesn't cut himself short. So he can never go up there and just preach a 20-minute sermon. And just earlier, we were talking about Jimmy Jones, and here they are drinking punch and Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, you at least are you skeptical enough to at least check the Kool-Aid first before drinking it? Ah, here we go. Uh, you may be thinking there is nothing to say about atheism. We talk about similar things as in other churches, like how can I live my best life? We apply reason to answer the question. We don't spend much time on anti-apologetics. We have an anti-apologetics talk about once a year. You can view many of our past sermons online. So wait a minute. So you actually deal with all of the big questions in life that have to be answered and that all religions and worldviews attempt to answer, but somehow you're not a religion and everyone else is, even though you're answering the same questions. Someone's begging for an exception that they didn't earn. 
It's rough. I think that after we do this show, when we get time, we need to email them this and see what they think about it, or I'll call them up directly and record it. <laughs> that would be a fun, uh, a fun. I'll video. say, hey, I got a talking unicorn over here. Can I have my piece? <laughs> and all you hear is click. <laughs> uh, let's see. Does it cost anything to attend? Come be our guest for free. We operate on donations. When you decide that you want to become a member, we ask that you contribute something to cover expenses. Oh, you mean like Christian churches do? Whoa. We have been asked to specify a suggested donation amount. If you can, 20 bucks a month per adult would be helpful. There are also other ways to contribute beyond financial help. Everyone working at the church is a volunteer. You are always welcome at church, regardless of ability to pay. Until you're running low on money and you desperately need money to stay open, then you'll start pinching them for their pennies, won't you? What do you do with the donations? Oh, this will be good. <clears throat> donations are used to run the church. We rent the meeting space, maintain the website, do outreach. Atheist outreach? What? Atheist outreach? What? And run special programs. Currently, we have a goal of extending the discussion time by half an hour. The people you see working on behalf of the church are all unpaid volunteers. And apparently, they are a 501c3 that you can donate to and get a tax write-off for. So, how are you not a religion again? I don't uh, I don't recall how long you had said that you've been on the internet, but there was a, a big incident with atheists a while back where, what was it, about 15 years ago, there was a atheist group that was formed and they built them like a church, but they had a weird name for themselves. They always give themselves sparkly names. Like, uh, they were called the brights. Have you ever heard of that? I don't remember that now. Yeah. If you, if you Google it, you'll see it. They, a lot of big atheist uh, YouTubers, they got into this. They were calling themselves brights for a little while. I, of course, at the time, I was a former non, I was a non-believer at the time, and I was like, I, I ain't a part of that. In the 1800s, when they built their first atheist church, for those out there, if you're interested in looking it up, they called themselves the Enlightened Ones. They always like to sound smart whenever they're doing that thing. That's the difference between Christianity and atheism when it comes to names. We talk about the, the greatness of God is where they talk about the greatness of themselves. Yep, it's literally the worship of self, or at least self in relation to the human race. And yet, that's exactly the kind of thing that people like Professor Stick in the very video I showed you the clip from claim, oh, we don't worship ourselves. <laughs> As they do it all the time in their own churches. Yeah, sure. But yeah, I find it funny how they have this, oh, we do this, this, and this with the donations. How much, how much would you be surprised if you found out that a pastor at one of these atheist churches was taking the donations and spending it on booze and blow and escorts? Would you be surprised? Here you go, TTUR. That way you don't have to scramble for this later. But there's a link to the Atheist Brights. Yeah, that was about, that was 2000. 2003 around that time yeah atheists were killing each other over that one some of them didn't like it others thought it was great made it sound you know like they were a part of the my little pony club or something 
Well, I mean, when you're passing around a talking unicorn to indicate whose turn it is to talk, that kind of does sound like a My Little Pony Club at an atheist church, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but since I think we've gone through everything we needed to on that website. We got all the comedic value that there is. So we're going to go into not the atheist brights link you sent me, but the one before it, because you really wanted me to show it. And we still got time. Oops, that link was too huge to post that in public chat. That's too bad. <laughs> That's okay. I got it on another tab. So earlier, Brett wanted me to show you the secular paganism page, which you can see right here. The first secular, paragraph will be enough. Secular paganism is an outlook upholding virtues and principles associated with paganism while maintaining a secular worldview alternately called naturalistic paganism or humanistic paganism, approaches vary but typically include the respect for living creatures in the earth itself while rejecting belief in deities. Secular pagans may recognize gods and goddesses as useful metaphors for different cycles of life or reframe magic as a purely psychological practice. So I wanted you to check this out, obviously. That way... Because you're going to run into some of these little snaky atheists who are going to say, well, yeah, we'll go to a building, we'll organize. And it's really just all about community and all that. But they got the satanic church and they got the magic fairy atheist here who, <laughs> and I'm not meaning fairy in the hate speech type of fairy. I'm talking about the little winged creature. <laughs> right. Like the cherubim or whatever that's called. Yeah, so there's some atheists out there who believe in the spiritual, believe in ghosts, believe in magic, believe in spells, but they can't explain where they get it from. Oh, that's a crying shame. But yeah, so basically what I'm getting out of this secular paganism page in the first paragraph is that basically what atheists did to Christianity, they basically just did to paganism. <laughs> just take that religion, remove the pagan gods part, and it's our religion now. <laughs> There you go. Like I said, they never come up with an original idea. They basically, uh, some people don't know what the word worship means. It doesn't always necessarily mean that you're praising a God or on your hands and knees putting your paws together. It also means respect or adhere to. Yep, absolutely. What do you revere? What do you give ultimate authority to? Oh, but yeah, I, what's next? Are we going to have secular Islam? <laughs> Yeah, we want to have all the trappings of Islam minus the actual Islamic beliefs part. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to know what that would look like. Mm, I would not. Yeah, get get down on your knees on your mat every day five times and, and pray to uh, an image of Richard Dawkins or something. <laughs> or Aaron Ra. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, I mean, if secular Islam, what would what would even be their Mecca replacement? Hmm, the atomic symbol, maybe. Well, like Mecca is an actual city, though, where they all like Muslims who are not around Mecca and they're like other parts of the world. When they get down on their mat five times a day to pray, they will usually aim in the direction that Mecca is in. Well, atheists usually have a tendency, if they're not worshiping themselves, then they'll worship a uh, naturalistic person higher than themselves. Like oh, I know. Secular Islam, when they get down on their knees five times a day to pray, 
They will aim in the direction of their nearest university, where evolution in billions of years and Big Bang cosmology and ultimately atheism is being taught. There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, secular Islam, he says, it'd be Jonestown. Well, Jonestown, and also remember, he called it the People's Temple. So they actually did uh, set it up like that. There's also there's also one other thing, too, and we'll make sure that we mention this. There are forms of Buddhism that are also secular as well, where the atheist, again, snatches the Buddhist philosophy and uses it for himself. A perfect example is a popular guy a while back called Alan Watts. You ever heard of him? Ah. Uh... It's not striking a bell, although the name sounds familiar. Yeah, Alan Watts is uh he's well known for doing these like long speeches and talks and all that about how we're connected with the cosmos and all that. He's kind of like a Carl Sagan a little bit, but without all the knowledge of science. <laughs> without all the knowledge. <laughs> That's a funny way of putting it. I like it. All right, just checking up on uh, the Rumble thing. Whoops, click live there. Yeah, we're doing all right there. Just checking up on my quarter stream. I see you found the Brights movement. There you yes, go. Yes, I did. We will talk about that in a nanosecond. You know, speaking of uh, atheists paying donations and support and all that to their favorite atheist church, there was also a group a while back called the Rational Response Squad that the atheist all supported and followed and blasphemed to. And uh, if you remember, I believe that group went out of uh, business for a couple different things. Some of their members, pedophilia, and some other reasons. Oh, aren't they the ones that had the debate with Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron? Yeah. And weren't they the ones that did the uh, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit challenge? Yes, they did. Oh, God, I remember those guys. They were so cringe. And I remember that debate because the lady who was the representative of their group, she basically dressed in this really uh, revealing dress that showed off her upper assets, if you know what I'm saying. And basically, she was trying to be eye candy to distract the, you know, the Christian guys, Kirk Cameron and Ray Comfort. Yeah. Fortunately for, unfortunately for her, it didn't work, but... <laughs> I just yeah. remember looking here and thinking, what a floozy. <laughs> yeah. In Missouri, we call it skimpy. Skimpy. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. Darkmoon75, in reference to the uh, secular Islam Mecca replacement, or maybe whatever city Dawkins hails from. <laughs> or well, Charles the, Darwin. To be fair, though, to be fair, I don't think they're ever going to do anything like that for Dawkins. I don't know if you knew this, but Dawkins lately has been sounding as though he's starting to go over to theism, believing that there's at least some form of deistic type of God. I don't know if you've seen the latest felt from him. Atheists are saying that he must have Alzheimer's or mental illness is getting up on him, but... Richard Dawkins, for the last five years, they, the atheists have smeared and destroyed him. They used to look up to him like he was the Pope or something, but not so much He was anymore. one of the four horsemen of new atheism, if I remember right. He was like one of the founding figureheads of their movement. 
Uh, Sam Harris was the last one left out of them, and unfortunately, they're dragging him through the mud over something called the Moral Landscape. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I remember David Wood did a video recently about Sam Harris. That was pretty, uh, pretty good, but I don't remember the Moral Landscape part. See, a lot of atheists out there, they all want to be the big guy, the popular guy, but unfortunately, their group tends to uh, slaughter their leaders after a little while just so they can make a name for themselves. Yeah, sounds about right and accurate to what I see. Other than the ones on the internet that are all like, you know, part of the anti-Young Earth Creationist Coalition, and so they kind of like unite and collaborate and give each other high fives and positive affirmations after every video and not one lick of dissent is involved in the whole process. Those guys seem to be in their own little loop. But you're right about what you said, too, that when they break out of those loops, they cannibalize each other. Yeah, I've always said, because people have asked me repeatedly, TTOR, they said, uh, Brett, how can we stop atheism from rising? How can it be gotten rid of? And I said, that's easy. All Christians have to do is take a week off of YouTube, and they'll kill each other. It's rough, but true. <laughs> yeah. So, the Brights. The Brights movement is a social movement whose members since 2003 refer to themselves as Brights and have a worldview of philosophical naturalism. I, I don't know what the difference between that and actual naturalism is, but okay. Most Brights believe that public policy should be based on science, a body of knowledge obtained and tested by use of a scientific method. Well, there goes evolution, billions of years, and Big Bang cosmology. I can just retire these headphones right now. <laughs> They've done my job for me, Brett. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you look more into that. You might find a good video you want to make out of it. It was, uh, it was crazy. It didn't last very long, though. Brights are likely to oppose the practice of basing public policies on supernatural doctrines. Brights may therefore be described as secularists um oops. ah here we go many but not all brights also identify as atheist anti-theist humanist specifically secular humanist free thinker irreligionist naturalist materialist or physicalist agnostic skeptic or even naturalistic pantheist what the hell even so the movement is not associated with any defined beliefs even though there's atheist churches out there that have very specific defined values attached to the word atheism. Yeah, whatever. Uh, the website brights.net says its goal is to include the umbrella term bright in the vocabulary of this existing community of reason. Hmm. Oh, and then it gets into the supers. Oh, that must be better than the brights. <laughs> Uh, people like, are curious out there why atheists have come up with the brights, the enlightened, and all that. It's not just because they want to sound like they're more rational, logical, and smarter, but they realize that atheism has a real bad taste in people's mouth, especially in politics. All the killing, all the dictators, all the destruction of countries. That's the reason why people, atheists, always complain, oh, we can't get into politics. Why? Because we remember Stalin. We remember communist China, you know. We remember every time they get power, somebody gets ends up in a getting a dirt nap. Ah, here we go. 
the movement has been criticized by some, both religious and non-religious, who have objected to the adoption of the title Bright because they believe it suggests that the individuals with a naturalistic worldview are more intelligent, brighter than non-naturalists, such as philosophical skeptics or idealists, believers in the paranormal, philosophical theists, or the religious. For example, the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry published an article by Chris Mooney titled Not Too Bright, in which he stated that although he agreed with the movement, Richard Dawkins and Daniel Bennett's campaign to rename religious unbelievers brights could use some rethinking because of the possibility that the term would be misinterpreted. The journalist and noted atheist Christopher Hitchens likewise found it a cringe-making proposal that atheists should conceitedly nominate themselves to be called brights. In response to this, Daniel Dennett has stated, there was also a negative response, largely objecting to the term that had been chosen, not by me, bright, which seems to imply that others were dim or stupid, but the term modeled on the highly successful hijacking of the ordinary word gay by homosexuals does not have to have that implication. Those who are not gays are not necessarily glum, they're straight. Those who are not brights are not necessarily dim. And those who are brights are not necessarily bright. <laughs> See, this is what you're reading right now is one of the reasons why I got myself in trouble with non-believers. So many of them wanted to go in this direction where they wanted to appear as though they're smarter than everybody else. Just in the name itself or enlightened and everything. And I said, we should treat people... Basically, Jesus' philosophy, do unto others who want done unto you. If you talk like you're smarter or better than people in some kind of way, while at the same time believing you evolved from a worm, you sound like an asshat. You know what I mean? I tried explaining that to them, but they, they refused. Ended up getting into fights over that. That sounds about right. I mean, you tell atheists anything they don't want to hear, they just go feral on you. Just like a lot of so-called Christians when you point out the heresies that they believe are not biblical, they respond the same way. Hey, you uh, made a good video recently. I checked that out. You were, uh, that's one thing I like about your TTOR. When you see dirt in the back, in the backyard, you clean it up and all that. And if you see dirt off in the distance in the atheist group, you go after that too. You're, uh, you've got a one standard deal. I like that. Yeah, I, I try to be fair, because if you're going to call yourself a Bible believer, then you're going to have to go after so-called Christians who teach things that blatantly contradict the Bible. Plus, the Bible itself says you're supposed to expose people like that. So to me, it's like I'm just doing the duty that's performed, that's requested of me by the scriptures I adhere to. It's not like uh, a special calling that goes above and beyond what the Bible asks. It's like literally commanded by the Bible. I mean, technically I should be normal, like the way I do things as far as, you know, being willing to criticize both people in and outside my camp, that should be normal. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. But you know, just as well as I, there's some religious people that are, they uh, they feel like it's it's somehow doing something against God by questioning another person who claims to have the same label. Well, believe it or not, atheists have the same thing. A lot of them are afraid to criticize another atheist and stuff because they're afraid of how it might end up with their ego shattered or something. You know, feed that narcissism. Unless that atheist in particular does something that if you criticize will get you lots of social media clout, then it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> That's right.
Yeah, then it's okay to just slam dunk him on the internet. Woohoo! <laughs> well, you uh, see a lot of the a lot of the YouTubers they do that and stuff, but you'll notice the commenters are a lot like how you described earlier, the Borg. I can't tell you how many times I've been through like the comment sections of like Professor Stick videos, Vice Rhino videos, Shannon Q videos, Polygia videos, Sir Sick videos. And it's like reading the same thing every time. Oh, yeah, that was a great video. You you really showed those creationists and Christians. High five. You're so smart. You're so funny. You're so witty. Everything you do is gold. And everything that a creationist does is wrong. Even if it's exactly like what you're doing, it's wrong. I see it all the time. It's just like, my God, how do these people exist? And they call themselves free thinkers, but there's like zero dissent. I mean, the whole point of free thinking is that there should be dissent across the board to some capacity. But it's like, oh, there isn't. I, I bet a hundred dollar challenge to anybody out there go to any atheist video, look in the comments, and you're never going to find that comment that says, um, wait a minute, let me correct you on that. You're, you're not going to see this. It's going to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yep, exactly. Exactly. So we've been through all those articles about atheist churches. We had fun going through the Seattle Atheist Church website's mission statement and their... Uh, uh, oh, that's a good question by Dark Moon. TTOR, do you ever get sick of ingesting the same tired arguments? Uh, there are times, Dark Moon, where, yeah, it does get a little tiring, especially after you've seen it a million times. But there's always something, though, that gets me re-motivated. So, like, you know, when atheists start coming after me, like they did today in regards to my Sunny in Philadelphia video, that gives me all the energy I need to deal with those same tired arguments a thousand times over with more zeal. So, as, as tiring as it can get sometimes... The atheists and evolutionists on the internet, they just have this magical ability to get me going. <laughs> just find a way to give me new levels of inspiration. I, I think you can relate to that, Brett. I think you were talking about that in one of your recent videos where when people criticize you or try to, you know, uh, portray you as something you're not, it motivates you to make like a million more videos. Yeah, that's actually the deal because they haven't, I really, uh, for a while there, I was like, when is one of these clowns ever going to come up with something new? You, you have to understand coming from my standing point of being a former non-believer, when I go to watch their videos, I'm hearing them basically repeat or parrot everything I ever said, but they do it terribly. You know, <laughs> at least I was articulate and stuff and wasn't going um, 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 um the whole damn time. And I'm just like, geez, it's like so 20 years ago, man. Come on, come up with something new. At Dark Moon, if you want to stop an atheist right in their tracks, tell them to give you scientific evidence on why God isn't compatible with the universe and see what they got with that. I guarantee that'll just floor them. Speaking of Dark Moon, he says, I guess you can always reach some people, so I suppose that's motivation enough then. And that's also true, Dark Moon, because a long time ago, when I first started you know, doing apologetics as a blog, and when I first started doing YouTube videos back in 2015, 
my motivation was to put my thoughts out there because I felt like I had unique insight into the topics I was looking at at the time. And my thought process in addition to that was if my videos could help one person be better informed and believe in the biblical worldview, then it was worth it. And that's the philosophy I still operate by today, which is why I don't care that I'm a small content creator on sites like YouTube. Yep. I'll tell you another thing that motivates me, and this is a positive reason, because so far we've talked about how people run their mouth and then we feel the desire to slap them around a little bit. But there are some positive things. From time to time, when I log into my Facebook or one of these social media sites, every once in a while you get that message from somebody that says, I used to watch your videos, Brett. I used to hate you. I couldn't stand the things you said. But then I started thinking more about what you said and and started also watching other people who believe in God. And bam, it clicked. And when you hear that, you know that that's one more soul that might actually have a potential to go to heaven. That someone was actually saved by the power of God. And when that happens, that that gives you that at least gives you one more year you want to make videos. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I feel the same way. It's like every once in a while, I'll get a message from someone like on social media or in the comment section of a video talking about how helpful my video was. In fact, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, somebody donated me like $20, $30 through my copy page. And in the message they attached to their donation, they specifically said that they had watched one of my older videos about some older creationist and his article about the dark side of young earth creationism, which when I responded to it actually exposed the dark side of old earth creationism. He said he really got a lot out of that video and that he wanted me to make more videos like that. And that was his message that he attached to like the $20, $30 donation he gave me. And the money was nice, but what he said was more meaningful to me. It's like, wow someone actually benefits from my videos about older creationists like that Greg Neiman guy. So eventually I'm going to see if I can find another article of his to respond to. Well, TTOR, I hope it makes you feel good to know. And I know I've said this in the past to you, but when I first transitioned from atheism over into theism, I wasn't quite sure what route I could go or how I was going to do this, or should I even bother to try or should I just walk away? But I was over on BitChute. I started watching your videos and I'm like, this is the way it needs to be done. This is the way. So I watched how you did things and stuff because I wasn't seeing that kind of stuff over on YouTube. A lot of people, they, they just, they're not as organized and set it up just for you to consume and absorb. So you did a good job. You actually influenced me on some things there. I appreciate that. That's very, uh, that compliment means a lot to me. But it does also remind me of back then when I was on YouTube and, you know, it was before I became an alt tech guy like I am now. Uh, I remember going onto YouTube one day, like I think it was like December of 2016 or something. And I was just like looking up young earth creationist channels on YouTube just to see who the heck's even out here on YouTube talking about young earth creationism as a content creator. And outside of like answers in Genesis or creation international or any of the major young earth creationist ministries that most are familiar with outside of those guys, you don't find a lot of independent content creators on youtube who are young earth creationists other than a couple that i found like ethan horn and a couple other guys 
who I don't think even make content anymore. But uh, yeah, it's it's hard to find independent creators who cover the topics I do. And so that was something else that motivated me all these years too. It's like, if you want to see something that's not being provided on the internet, especially like on YouTube or other video sites, then you got to be what you want to see. And that's one of the things I'm actually liking about my Rumble channel right now is that over time, a lot of my videos, even though they don't get a lot of views at first, they start to rack up like 100, 150, 200 views plus. And a lot of the videos on my channel that are doing that are my Young Earth creationist videos or the ones that are related to that topic. And so that's one of the things I'm really liking about Rumble right now. It's like, I'm actually having a chance to put my foot in the door and be one of the OGs of Rumble when it comes to Young Earth creationism as a topic. So that's one of the things I'm hoping to continue going forward. See, that's one of the things about YouTubers and yourself and uh, myself that is the difference here. You'll see five atheists who will see something on the internet, they'll throw it out there, and then the group will just parrot the meme over and over and over the same thing. But you and I, we look at YouTube and we say to ourselves, what, what is it that we'd like to see? And when we're not finding it, we're not seeing it, we're like, well, it's time for us to do it. We need to create something new here and go from there. A lot of people don't think like that. They're just waiting for something to fall in their lap. Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of reminds me of the uh, alt tech scene because a lot of people, you know, they hate big text, they hate big text censorship, but then they refuse to use alt text sites. And then when the alt text stuff starts to go south in terms of censorship and grifting and whatnot, it's like they complain about it, but they don't do anything about it. It's like they think if they complain loud enough and often enough that eventually a solution they like better will just fall from the sky, land right in their lap, and then they can just use that. We had somebody earlier in the comments, Marco, whenever I said that thing about asking an atheist about why is it that a God wouldn't be compatible with the universe, he just simply put no evidence and all that. All right? you don't have evidence of 200 billion light years of the entire universe either yet you still believe in it so that's not going to work that also doesn't even answer how it couldn't be compatible mm -hmm. uh, okay so i see dark moon down here uh, uh there's two comments of his he says i don't actually debate atheists i sort of was one in my 20s most depressing years of my life. I'll do a video on that when I can as well. And when you do, I would love to watch that video, Dark Moon, because it would be an interesting testimony on your part. The other thing that he said was in relation to what I was talking about, Rumble and certain videos of mine being found in terms of Young Earth creationism. He says, I hope you find success there. You can't do it at YouTube these days. Absolutely true. As a matter of fact, it's so true, especially with the censorship they do, that I'm not actually live streaming to YouTube, even though Brett is. I'm live streaming to Rumble and Quarter only at this point because I feel really safe there and I still can reach some people. And that's what I do. Well, make sure you give people a link to it out in the comments. Yeah, well, when uh, if they're watching live on Rumble, they're already there. And if they're watching live on Quarter, they're already there. 
and the in the description box of those sites they'll see the links to all my stuff so if you're watching this live stream on rumble or quarter you know where to find me everywhere and if you're watching this on brett's channel you can see across the top banner some of the sites that i'm on those are my quarter channel name my rumble channel name my twitter account handle my truth social handle and my getter handle i used to promote my gab handle a lot on these kind of banners but gab well boy that's a long story that we don't have time to explain <laughs> you guys come back to the video later if you're on the youtube side i'll make sure that i make the title into a link that leads to uh, ttr's youtube channel if you check the links in his description he's very organized with that you'll be able to find him wherever he's hanging yep that's true when you come to my videos all you gotta do is look in the description box and you'll find every link you'll ever want to find me at so you know, we were just one last thing I wanted to throw at you since just to follow up on that atheist church stuff we were talking about. You know, there was an interesting, um, some pages put out there on Google that are very interesting that um, they believe that somehow religion was wired into evolution. That might be an interesting topic for you. Now, how would that be so if there wasn't some kind of concept of God? Why are people wired to this? Even the ones who get angry at God and walk away and build their own atheist church or their sparkles or whatever they're doing, why are they still attaching themselves and associated? There's a real question there people need to ask. And if in the biblical worldview, it makes perfect sense because God's word says that eternity is on all of our hearts and that God's laws are in our hearts. So we know in some ways, in some sense, his laws, even if we're unaware of what the biblical worldview even is. So from the biblical perspective, this innate built-in religious nature of human beings makes absolute sense because that's the way God made us. It's, it's literally what human nature is. The Bible has never been wrong about human nature, which is one of the big reasons why I'm a believer in the biblical worldview. Aside from, you know, Jesus being real and historically supported, and aside from all the evidence that supports the truthness of the Bible's claims, the Bible's perfect description of human nature is one of the things that keeps me a Christian because no matter what ugly thing I see in the world, it makes me think of something I read in the Bible about human nature and how people are. And it's like, man, that book got it right again. That's another one for the book. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you are an atheist or someone who has fallen aside or whatever out there that's listening, you don't have to just think about the universe and cosmos and about how does God fit into that. Try to think internally. Think about why it is that you even feel the desire to do good, why you want to help people. Why is it that these atheist churches claim they want good for humanity? Because there's something inside of them. And if they would actually direct some of that energy and that rationality they claim to have unto themselves, to simply ask the question, why do I want to do good in the first place? Why do I want to love people? Why do I make claims like I want humanity to be better? What would be better for humanity exactly? See, ask internal questions and you'll find your answer. Yep. And that actually reminds me of my new friend, Daniel, who's also known as Darwin to Jesus. 
he talked about in his testimony how he converted from atheism to Christianity. And what he talked about how was that when he was an atheist and he started asking these hard probing questions about good and evil and objective morality, one of his atheist friends actually told him, hey, man, if you keep pursuing that line of inquiry, you're not going to be an atheist for very long. <laughs> Which blew my mind because I'm thinking, wow, an atheist actually admitting that if you do real deep thinking about these issues, you won't be an atheist. It's almost like atheism isn't true, and the only way you can maintain your atheism is by not thinking deeply about things, by not being a free thinker. Huh. Exactly. Exactly. And we've talked about this, TTOR. If we were to presuppose that evolution were real and there was no God, then how does someone explain through nature and variables in the environment how someone could even have the ambition or desire to dream or to do any good for anyone else? Where does that even come from? It doesn't come from dirt or water, does it? I don't think so. Well, it's not matter or energy and... You know, if there is no God, then there's no such thing as good or evil in any objective sense. So, I mean, calling things good, calling them evil, that's just, it's just nonsensical. It just, it doesn't compute. If this, if I were a computer and you're, and I, and I was convinced that atheism was true and you told me all this stuff about good and evil, you'd get like the, the error screen just over and over. Error, 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 does not compute error. Yeah, because good and evil don't make sense to me at all if atheism is true. But if the Bible's true, then it makes all the sense in the world. And that best lines up with my experience of the world that we live in. So, sorry, atheism. Now, you got anything else you want to wrap up or plug or whatever? Well, we've gone over quite a bit of stuff in this stream tonight. But I'd say on the way out the door, don't forget, if you're watching this on Rumble, you're watching this on Quarter, be sure to check out my description box where you'll find the links to all my social media accounts as well as other video sharing sites I upload my videos to. And I would say, especially to those of you watching on Rumble, or if you're watching on Brett Keen's channel on YouTube and you're interested in my content, I would highly encourage you to subscribe to my Quarter channel because Quarter is a YouTube alternative that I myself started a year and a half ago. It's not something that someone else made, and I'm just a huge advocate for it who knows a lot about it. I actually made the site myself, run it myself, and it is actually run in concordance with First Amendment values and protection. So as long as no porn is being displayed on your videos, you can literally say and do anything you want you can even curse up a storm in your videos on quarter you won't get censored in any way so if you're into my content after watching this stream be sure to subscribe to me on quarter and join the site and have fun there but if you're watching on brett's stream and you're like well quarter doesn't interest me so much but that rumble thing looks really fascinating sub to me on rumble as well you'll find links to all the same stuff there as well so and That's I don't know how many of you got to see my video earlier, but I stated that I'm going to start making more of a commitment to doing exclusive videos over to Rumble as well as more content on the radio. 
I'm going to start uh, making it to where I'm maybe one or two videos every once in a while a week on YouTube, and that's it. Reason why, in case you guys didn't see it, is because the elections are coming up, and I am absolutely convinced that a lot of YouTubers are going to be demonetized or be completely removed from the site as they support their favorite president in the whole wide world, Trump. So... And I saw that video, and I absolutely agree with Brett. That is a very real possibility because it already happened the last time around. <laughs> and that's where I feel very comfortable with where I'm at because, you know, I'm on YouTube, sure, and I'm on X, sure, but I'm not on Facebook, and I'm on Rumble and YouTube and BitChute, and I'm on Odyssey, although I really just archive with that. I run my own video sharing site called Quarter. I'm also on X, and I'm on Gab, and I'm on Getter, and I'm on Truth Social, which is Evil Orange Man's Twitter alternative, which I actually like better than Gab at this point. Because Gab's gone from being a Twitter alternative to being a Facebook ripoff, and it's not even a good one. Uh, but anyway, I'm on all that stuff, so I feel like no matter what happens censorship-wise on the internet, I'm golden. And plus, I have my own social media site, Creation Social. So no matter what censorship happens on the internet regarding the elections, I feel secure in the alt-tech world and with my own stuff that I run. Go ahead, Brett. Well, I did want to point this out to Dark Moon and anyone out there that's listening or will listen to this later. If you, any of you like Dark Moon who suggested he's going to make a video later talk about how he was depressed in his 20s because he was dabbling on the fence or is there a god or not, if you provide the link for me whenever you make these videos, these and I these are the type of videos I like when real people are talking about real issues, not this formulated, you know, crap on the internet. If you do that and you send the link to me, uh, if you would like, I will actually make a video reviewing your content and trying to send viewers over to your stuff. Just let me know. And also, TTOR, if anytime you want to do a podcast or show, let me know, and I will set things up and get some people over there. I don't know why you don't have 100,000 subscribers by now. Obviously, there's something in the water or Kool-Aid. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever be that big, but... If I ever found myself in a scenario where I had a thousand subs on YouTube or I had a thousand subs on Rumble, I would be pretty content because my following would just be big enough to be a permanent thorn in the side of every atheist and evolutionist on the internet. Because I remember back in the old days with my original YouTube channel that had 500 subs. When I was around the 400 sub mark on that original channel, I remember there were atheists leaving comments on my videos going, Oh my God, I can't believe this moron has 400 subscribers. They, those 400 people must also be morons because I don't see how anyone could sub to this guy. That kind of stuff makes me wish I had at least a thousand subs on either YouTube or some other video site other than BitChute because then it'd be like, oh yeah, <laughs> you, you revel in that pain. <laughs> That's the non-Christian part of me, I guess. I don't know. Dark Moon says lots of laughs. Yeah, I'm not smart enough to do the formulated crap, so you'll be getting my own raw experiences. And that's one of the things that entices me about these video sharing sites. I enjoy seeing real people talk about real things, the things that cause you to think the way you do, the reason why you believe like you do. And no matter who's talking about it or what their side is, that stuff fascinates me. I like to know what the spark was that set people off. 
on or off, you know? Yeah, and I'm with you there, Dark Moon. I actually prefer the real raw experience. So your kind of planned content there is what I actually want to see. It reminds me of my friend, Dr. J.D. Mitchell. He uh, he read a book called The Creation Dialogues, which was basically like, uh, it was a lot of things. It was like a combination of him going to different fossil sites around the world and talking about what he actually saw there compared to what the evolutionists teach, combined with like general traditional research into evolutionary topics compared to young earth creationism. It was one of the greatest apologetics books I ever read because it did a great job combining his personal experience with traditional research. But when he tried to get like uh, AIG or Creation International or ICR to pick up his book and sell it through their stores, they actually refused to do so because they didn't like all the personal experience of his that he combined with traditional research. They wanted his book to be all research and no, no personal experience of like going to all these places that his topics are about. Which is one of those things that makes me go, God, you people suck. <laughs> yeah, a winning book here and you refuse to carry it because, well, it's not what we want. <laughs> so don't feel bad, Dark Moon. Uh, about you know not being able to do formulated crap because you're not smart enough don't even worry about that just give us the raw experiences we will absorb it and we will probably like it better than a formulated video yeah when you anybody out there if you're making videos don't uh don't think of how other people do it or whatever. Think of when you're making a video, imagine that you're doing it primarily for yourself and that you enjoy what you're actually talking about. Don't don't try to be anyone else or anything else or to burn out real fast. Just be yourself. Yeah, I remember the old days where uh, people used to talk about, well, I want to be a content creator, but, you know, I need to get this mic and I need to get this software. I need to get this green screen. I, I need to get this and get that. It's like, dude, dude. Just grab a camcorder, put it on a tripod, film yourself talking. That's all you need to start. And then over time, you can get better equipment, better setups, make better looking stuff. That's normal. That's the that's how people used to be on the internet and to some extent still are, especially if you're new to like these alt text sites that are springing up. You know, just just do things with what you do with what you can. Use the things you have, save up money over time. And that way you have a content library built up when you start making better quality videos in terms of a technical side. So, Yeah, some of our videos probably look really fancy to someone on the outside. Many people may not know this, but the microphone I have, it was $80 when I got it, but it can be bought for 40 now. I sound like I'm on the radio, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's not just a matter, a lot of people don't realize this, it's not just a matter going out and buying a fancy webcam or a mic. If you have like free software like OBS, you can add bass to your voice. You can take a cheesy-ass Walmart mic and make it sound great. And if you know anything about images, you can do some of the pretty stuff we do there. So, yeah, like rock Brett, and roll. Like, like Brett Kane's look there on his webcam. I'm pretty sure that's the OBS virtual cam. That's right. You got it. Oh, no, I might fade out or disappear. Then what are we going to do? I'll be exposed again. Oh, no. <laughs> that guy made me laugh so hard the first time I saw his video, long before I actually even made mine a response to it. 
just like, wow, he's lying to everybody. And his evidence is you switched OBS scenes. Well, that what's weird about it too. I don't. I know that you were so jacked up when you wanted to drop Thor's hammer on his ass and all that. But in my actual video, I say I'm going to teach you how to do fades and transitions and all that, and how to time them. I mean, he even said that. Right. In the video. I required taking himself off screen so they could see the stuff that you were covering up. The issue is a lot of people nowadays, they fast forward your voice or they jump to a scene where they just want to jack on you a little bit and all that. They don't listen to the whole thing. I've Can you guys not look at that and say, oh, yeah, that's an image right there. I mean, are we serious? You know? He's trying to convince us that he's really sitting in a chair and a microphone. So I pull up actual videos of you on camera sitting at a desk with a microphone in front of you. And on my <laughs> belly, on my belly doing the virtual right. swimming. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I still think the analogy I had for where your different uh, setups over the years was perfect. Oregon Ducks football uniforms. Those really did for years used to change so often that they never wore the same uniform twice week to week. Your, your, uh, which was fun because they have like pretty colors, you know, green and yellow, and you got some white in there, you got some black in there, you got some silver chrome in there. I remember one year for like the Women's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, they actually wore pink helmets <laughs> with like their black unis. There was one other thing I was going to say too, and uh, I don't know, it may throw you off a little bit, but you know that I did videos where I explained one of the reasons why I was laying down was because of the back issues and all that. Well, I got asked so many times by non-believers, and I had to explain so many times that deal, I just figured they were being jerks to me anyway. On Twitter one time, though, this guy he goes, bro, why do you lay on your belly for? And I got so tired of having to repeat myself, I just said, that's just the position your mother likes it, and I just haven't gotten up yet. And boy, he got pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm terrible. Oh, mama jokes, everybody. Mama jokes. Wow. That yeah, was I had to wake up somebody real quick. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about my mama for? Yeah, I could do mama jokes too sometimes, but I try to avoid doing that when I'm having real discussions with people. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Although, there have been many times, though, where someone's just being really stupid with me and just won't get smarter. Like, they just keep getting stupider and stupider every time they open their mouth. There are times I've been tempted to use mama jokes in that scenario where it's like, hmm. (laughs) I hear you, man. Because when I was a... I was just going to say, when I was a teenager, me and my best friend, we were all about the mama jokes, the fart jokes, the belching, and all that stuff. So we were like gross, you know, adolescent boys. <laughs> oh, I hear you, man. Fun stuff. <laughs> but you got anything else for us, GTOR? And hopefully you want to do another show in the future here soon. I know you've been busy working at the church and all that. Yeah, I know that Ghost Man wants me to come on his show sometime so i'm gonna probably do that at some point but i would actually be interested in coming on your show exclusively for your radio audience i think that would be very fascinating 
Well, there's something you could do that uh, that would be really helpful. I, I know that you appreciate and like all the content that you make and all that, but if every once in a while, like maybe once every two weeks, drop three videos that you'd really like to be on the radio, just every like week or two, just mm-hmm. email me a couple links and say, hey, Brett, can you put that up there? Believe it or not, I don't know how long it's been. There's so much on there. Maybe you didn't notice, but I have grabbed quite a few of your videos and put them up there people can actually see you and hear you on spotify yeah i'll have to uh think about well one that comes to mind is my video about the law of entropy uh did you already do it with that one or i haven't grabbed those usually the ones i get about here is uh obviously the entropy one's going to tie into religion but usually it's either about god or whenever you're talking about like social media issues and all that because mm-hmm. i at the time i noticed in my analytics a lot of people are watching about censorship and, and things and i was like well this is right up ttor's alley i gotta put that up there you know if you're interested i i this would only be for you, though. I wouldn't do this for anybody else because I don't trust anybody else. But I can give you some login information and you can put stuff on the radio yourself if you'd like, if you'd be interested in that in the future. Definitely something to think about for sure. Well, think about it this way. If I gave you it and you did it a couple times and you liked the format, you, you could always somehow make embed this or set it up for your quarter site and all that. This could actually, once you see how it works and the code and all that, embeds and yada, 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 you'll be able to do something more with the, your site if you want to. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I It sounds interesting and something I would follow up on. It's just that right now I'm in the middle of learning how to make stuff with... Uh, blender for the purposes of my job and i have to meet up with my book publisher soon to make a new edition of my superhero novel i put out last year or earlier this year and then there's like a few other things i gotta get done before i can do that but when those other things get done i might just take you up on your offer it's just gonna be a bit of time well think about this too this is why this would be important for you you've done an excellent job on your website looks good it's it's working and everything like that but if you are go through this thing that i'm talking about you're going to show up on amazon music you're going to show up on spotify and several other international uh, sites out there right if you type in brett keen radio on google right now you're going to see i'm all over the place now and it takes about a month for stuff to start showing up and everything but i've been doing this for so long it's all over the place Now, the other thing is, right now, I don't know if you've got this, but you don't actually have, like, apps through Google or anything like that and probably never will be able to do that because Google sucks ass. But through this, you're going through Spotify, so you'll be on people's phones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be helpful for sure, which is why I'm saying when I get some other stuff that's on my immediate plate knocked out, I'll probably uh, take you up on your offer. It's just, you know full-time job, things I got to get done. Does need to get done first, but I will definitely take you up on your offer in the future. How long does it take you to upload one of your videos to YouTube or Corridor on the, the longest time? Well, it depends how long the video is, but one thing I have noticed is that my quarter site actually tends to process 
videos and make them available to view quicker than YouTube most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Especially on 4K videos, which is the weird part. Because you does it take you like under? Let's say you got a 15 minute video. Are we talking about a five minute upload? Ten minutes? What's your speed like? Uh, depends on the file size, but usually it's pretty small in that case. So usually takes like 10 minutes. Well, there you go. You don't have to look at the coding right away. It'll be as simple as once you log in, you're going to see up at the top a button that says new episode. And once you click upload, just like YouTube, you fill in the title, you put in your links, advertise everything that you got, and it's going to show up everywhere. It's as simple, just like uploading to Rumble or YouTube. Okay. So there you go. And then so it'll then, take care of the rest. It'll put it everywhere for you after you've uploaded that. So it'll be pretty intuitive to me then once I see it then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks, looks like the interface of uh, almost looks like, uh, I guess, YouTube and Rumble. Just click up at the top, upload, boom, fill out the information, you're done. Uh, Dark Moon says, I've uploaded videos that were almost two gigabytes. They upload in about 10 minutes, but they process about 30 minutes for me on quarter. And that's why I tend to get my videos compressed and make them much smaller than that. Because <laughs> when they're like under 500 megabytes, they tend to upload and process pretty quickly on quarters or at encoding server. Dark Moon, if you run OBS and record your videos that way, um, and you go into the settings and set it to half quality, that's what I got mine set at. Guess how big my videos are. If I do an hour video, you're talking about less than 400 megabytes. That's how I'm able to just make video after video. If it's 10 minutes, you're talking maybe two minutes. The longest it takes me to do it is just filling out the information. That's it. Yep. And Brett has put out a lot of videos every day on a regular basis for a long time. And that's why <laughs> he can just chirk them out pretty quickly. All right. Well, we've gone two hours and 14 minutes. I feel like this has been a great show, and I feel like people learned something today, especially about the Seattle Atheist Church and their talking unicorns that they pass around so people can speak. <laughs> this will be on Spotify as well. I'm going to upload this to the radio. Yep. And I see you there, Darkmoon75. Uh, his videos that are about two gigabytes in size, he records them on his PS4. So, yeah, I think a lot of his videos he doesn't even use a computer for. He just records off a console, which a lot of people have done and do. Uh, well, the, even the PS4, if I remember, and PS5, if you before you hit broadcast, go down to do it in 720. It doesn't have to be in 1080, 720. It'll look perfect. Yeah, I think all those videos of his have been in 720p on my platform. So, yep. But anyway, thanks for joining the show, Brett. Thank you for leaving all the comments, Dark Moon and Bubble Gun. Uh, I will look forward to seeing you next time. Uh, next week will be a podcast of the TTOR show. The next God TV radio podcast will be in two weeks. Of course, I just realized that I have the wrong. Uh... Huh. Well, that's interesting. I've been using the TTOR show stuff instead of God TV radio this whole night, and no one said anything. 
No, it's all good. Uh, I, whatever. At least I played the right intros. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, but it's still a great show, even though I just realized that. So with that being said, I let you guys go. I'll see you in two weeks for God TV Radio. I'll see you next week for an actual episode of the TTOR show and not a fake one like today. <laughs> For anyone who noticed that the whole time. Uh, and hopefully I'll see you after the show, Brett. All right. Peace out. Mm-hmm.